You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum Podcast, where Welsh rugby matters. If you love Welsh rugby, then this is the place for you. So much to talk about this week. Uh, in the first part, we'll be looking back at some of the issues from last week in Fact or Fiction, our regular feature. And in the second part, we look ahead to a mega exciting weekend for Welsh rugby, with the Cardiff Blues taking on Poe in the Parker Pen at the Arms Park, and the Scarlets face a Champions Cup semi-final against Leinster in Dublin. Dan Kelly alongside me to join once again. How are you, Dan? Really good. Super fresh compared to you. Oh, oh you're struggling. Oh, man, am I struggling. I really am. Yeah, it's... So I had my, my London stag do. For some reason, I've decided it's a good idea to have more than one. So I'm going away in a couple of weeks, which you know about. And, um, yeah, this week... I had a load so of mates turn up. Yeah, oh god, it's a big teaser. It's a big teaser, and uh, can't say too much about it. Or? Well, I don't know. I can't remember too much about it. And that's for the better. It is, and just yeah, I'm just so tired. Like I'm not built for. I'm not built for Mikey Reyes or anymore. Rosie, for your earplugs. Yeah. That's it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just not. Uh, just not got it in me anymore, mate. I'm. Uh, you gone. I'm gone. I'm too old. Too old for this caper. But yeah, it was good. Good fun nonetheless, and uh, yeah, we've got an exciting weekend of ourselves to look ahead to next weekend. We take the attacking scrum on the road, or in the uh, in the yeah. air, more to the point, over to Dublin for the Champions Cup semi-final. Yeah, a bit of a slog over to Stansted beforehand, isn't it? Yeah, that's and it. Then, I think that's the hardest part of the journey, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, it will be. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, yeah, yeah, and me, so it's uh, exciting, and uh, we'll be previewing that game in the second half. A uh, quick mention for our sponsors, of course, uh, So Coffee Trades, uh, the coffee company that was started by Scott Otten, the Ospreys hooker. I think he's probably a bit sore this weekend. There's one he picked up a nasty oh, knock. Took, took a big knock, yeah. Took a big knock after getting his, uh, his head in the wrong side with Ian Henderson. And I don't think that's that's not a mistake you make twice, is it? Yeah, no, he's an absolute monster, isn't he? He's a monster. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have a look back at, at that game in a bit. 
And Fact or Fiction, first part of the show, regular listeners will know this is where we debate a series of statements to try and get to the bottom of the big issues from Welsh rugby and uh, decide whether they are indeed fact or fiction. I see Dan Killick peering over my shoulder, trying to get a heads up on Can't this one. Can't see it. Good, I right. I failing a little bit, actually. Good, excellent. Good. Right. <laughs> like a lot of Pro 14 refs. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, not as bad as that. <laughs> number one to five, Dan, pick one. <laughs> struggling there, wasn't it? Uh, go with one, actually. Dan, can you, you, can, you can see me struggling. Right. The listeners wouldn't have been able to see that and wouldn't have... God. And wouldn't have picked up on it, so I need you. I, I need you on my side tonight to get through this one, for once, rather than me carrying the show. I'm gonna play hell with you. I know this is good. I look forward to it. Right, one to five. One. Cardiff Blues qualifying for the Heineken Cup is more important than their run in the Challenge Cup. Fact or fiction? It's a big fact for me. Oh, interesting. Go on. Yeah, it's a big fact. Um, was it four? It's four years, isn't it? Yes. Four year hiatus. Have, uh, have been out of that, and Cardiff Blues are too big a club, I think, to be out of that competition. Um, it's the best competition, it's the highest competition out there, so that's the one that every single club wants to be in. Um, the Challenge Cup is good mm. um, if you fall out of the, if you're not in the Champions Cup, basically. Yeah. It's, it's second rate, isn't it? I wouldn't say it's second rate. See, I'm going to say fiction on this one, and I, the reason why is that I get it. You know, I love the the Champions Cup, Heineken Cup, whatever you want to call it, and obviously, you know, it is another level. It is another level of um, of intensity, and I just think that when you get to the last stages of of the Europe of the Challenge Cup, there's silverware there to be won, and that's ultimately what what rugby's all about, isn't it? Is about that challenge, that you know, that exciting run for. Um, to try and get to try and get your hands on silverware, you know. I think you ask you ask any Blues fans about 2010 and and stuff like that. You know, look back on it a very fond memory. So I don't know. I, I get a bit worried at times that we're slipping into this football mentality. You know, where you watch in the Premier League and all everyone talks about is the race for fourth and all this kind of nonsense. Which look, it's important to be in Europe, but but everyone wants that 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 best. You know, it's like the BNI Cup. And there's loads of cups, isn't there? That don't they don't mean a great deal? But um, that's why I think this one does. I do yeah, feel I think it does. This one does mean, you know, it does mean something. But for me, it's second rate to to the to the. To well, the yeah, game. all right, yeah, I, I think um, you're right. It is, you know, look, there's there's no denying it. And I think you see in the pool stages as well. Some sides don't take yeah. it seriously, or you know, you get the French sides will chuck in a will chuck in a second string for a couple of games, and if they if they win, then they might start drafting yeah. in some of the firsts. So yeah, no, look, I do get that, but and that's what happens with these cups, isn't it? The the the, the latter stages. It always comes down to those that that took the competition most seriously, mm. depending on where they are in league or or, or where they are in the other. And, you know, it's so I don't know. It's um, it's important. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that yeah. away. But for me, it's definitely a fact. All right. Yeah. No. Like I say, I think we're gonna have to have to disagree, agree to disagree on this one. I just think it's you know it's so exciting for. For the club and for the city, to you know, and it looks like they can have a packed house down there, which you know, God knows, doesn't happen often enough for for my liking. So I don't know. I just think it's it's great. Uh, it's they're very close to. I think there's still some. I think so. There's yeah. yeah there's still some great. tickets available. So and we know what it's like. You know, that's the thing that that we always say we love about the derbies is when you see you know when you see the Arms Park or Rodney or Liberty, no, Liberty's never packed that really, but, you know, because it's too big a stadium, but when you see the places with big, good crowds in them, so, yeah, you know. It does put a smile on your face, doesn't it? Yeah. And 
I guess from a you know from a commercial perspective, the season ticket, you know, there'd be a lot more people buying season tickets now. Yeah. Um, you can already see it on social media, can't you? Yeah, it's great. Going down, down, getting mine. I think they've done a great job with that as well. And you know, we've we've criticised the regions before for you know maybe a bit of lacklustre marketing in it the has, past. It has been poor, hasn't it? I think Fairly it has poor. been. Yeah, and I I don't know. It's always been a struggle for me to to understand why that club in particular isn't always isn't always well doesn't that have regularly kind of packed out I don't know it's just it, they're the things that worry me about that I don't want to get into this big debate about about attendances because you see it on social media all the time but I think yeah I think in this particular instance Cardiff has done a really good job and it does it does go to show that if the side's playing well and they are playing some really exciting rugby at the moment like they are ticking and we'll we'll get onto that in the preview in a in the second half of the show they're playing really good rugby. They've got something to play for in this, you know, potential place in the the final of the Challenge Cup, and you know I think the the club's done well and they're going to pack it out. Yeah, it's all it's all very positive. All right, next one. Give me a number. So you've used number one. Five. All right. Continuing with the European theme, Osprey's recent performances mean that despite losing against Ulster, you've backed them to qualify for Europe. Fact or fiction? So. Looks as though they, you know, they're more than likely going to have to go through the playoff route. It might well be Ulster in a couple of weeks' time again, more than likely away. What do you think, fact or fiction? Fact. Ospreys, Ospreys just couldn't get the ball, could they? Um, in that game, can you win and a one-off game if you can't get the ball? I mean, they didn't score a point. They should have. Mm. That was a try for me. Well, yeah, we'll we'll get onto that we as well. Game, yeah. yeah. Um, I. I think the Ospreys are building really quite nicely. They, 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 they also did the classic sort of Irish thing, didn't they, of just keeping hold of the ball for as long mm. as they can, just strangling, suffocating sides. Um, Ospreys weren't helped by the ref, um, but they also didn't help themselves. So whatever ball they did have, yeah, they ended up fumbling or a loose pass. Or, But those things I think they can iron out. The key thing is that the defence was strong. Yeah, it was. They, they looked to... They've got a lot more direction, as we said, over the last few weeks. So they won't fear playing Ulster at all. I really don't think they will. Yeah, no, I think you're, I think you're right. There's definitely a lot of... It seems strange to say that, you know, getting nilled, um, it really doesn't tell the story of the game, does it? No, I was a, it was a great game, wasn't it? Really, yeah, it was really... It was I really odd. enjoyed it. It was odd. Like, right. it, was, it was an intriguing kind of game. Yeah, it was a like a right old ding-dong. And mm. it felt like, when you looked at the scoreboard, you felt like, I shouldn't be enjoying this, but I am. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, I know. It was, it was strange. And, um, yeah, Adam and Jones on the blind side as well. It was a, mm. really, really was a strange thing. It felt like it was, yeah, 2000, 2007 all over again. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. What did you, what did you make of it, didn't he? Yeah. Every, every second row loves to have a stint in the, uh, in the back row. I can't remember who it was. Someone put on Twitter uh, that the Ospreys are doing their best Eddie Jones impression by trying to play locks in every uh, in every position. Um, I think yeah, he's, he's very he's very much a lock for me, but playing a pretty admirable shift. He uh, did at six in, to be fair. He didn't did he? Did a good shift, didn't he? Fair play. Um, yeah, he went well. I, I I I think the Ospreys are in a pretty good a pretty good place, definitely compared to where they were. Yeah, and I I think they they look as if they want to continue playing playing rugby. They were desperately unlucky in that game. Yeah, they were. Um, I, I don't know. The, yeah, the concern for me, it was amazing defensive defensive yeah. effort. You're, you're right, you know, kind of Dan Bigger making whatever it was, 23, 24 yeah, he, tackles. Oh God, he put in a shift, didn't he? He put in a shift, you know, I think everyone did. And, you know, that Bradley Davis yeah. snag where he's just about clung on to, to stop Dale's shirt. Um, 
so I think yeah, that that is a good. They look they look like they're kind of back to what they do best up front. Yeah, because um, they were dropping off. To, we we couldn't. The Ospreys have always been physically good, haven't they? Mm. And, and and the tackling has been strong. But then they went through this awful period of dropping off tackles yeah. and, and getting physically you know out muscled and bossed off the ball. And they've got rid of that. So um, yeah, it feels like the, found, the foundations there. I mean, they're going to have to find something in a. In a game like that, I think you're gonna, you know, you can't. It's very difficult to win games with whatever it was, thirty odd percent possession, and you're defending that much. I think the other thing that would be encouraging for them is fitness-wise. I thought they finished really strongly, considering that they'd had none of the ball. So yeah, definitely, definitely things there. You know, a few, a few players to come back into the lineup. You know, you'll have Tipperick back um, from his yeah. Commonwealth Games uh, exploits, and I think, you know, I think again, just those touch of glass will, will yeah. make a difference. You just. He gets you. He gets you over the game line, doesn't he? Mm. In a in a clever way, which yeah, with footwork seem, or yeah, a, a little slight little hand, pass yeah. or something, which would have unlocked the defenses. Which in that game, the Ospreys were, were lacking, weren't they? They 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 weren't too great in attack, apart from which I'm sure we'll go on to. We the, will uh, the, the the disallowed try. All right, let's move straight on to that then. What's, what's that? Number three. No, it's number four. TMO usage is spoiling the game. At times it is, yeah, yeah. I'll go with fact. Um, it it slows everything down, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, that, that that would have never have. It would never have gone to. The, you know, it'd no. be lovely if the TMO wasn't there. It'd just been an outright try. Yeah. It was a great. It was great for the crowd to see. Everyone was up, you know, up on their feet. I think even even I saw some of the Ulster people yeah. clapping. It was just an outstanding. And that's it. Is this is this is my biggest concern with this? Is like, look, you know, you get the occasional wrong decision. I don't think that. I think that was a bit of a fifty-fifty call. Like he had him by the jersey. Probably another angle that would have shown yeah, it. Was soft though, wasn't was it? around the neck. But that's it. Where um, my bigger concern with it is that no one is paying to go through the gates to watch. You know, th- these these elements like endless resets at the scrum, TMO bringing back. To, to disallow a to disallow a try like that over what's a pretty you know pretty marginal call, they're the things that I think are going to are going to push people away from the game, and that's the bit that worries me. Like, look, of course you want to get the right decision, but that decision is down to the to the touch judge and the referee, and that's it. Because that was a brilliant try that that came off the back of it. Amazing finish from Fonatier, brilliant bit of um, brilliant bit of counter attacking rugby. Absolutely yeah. loved it. And they come back for for what's a marginal call. Yeah. It's yeah. like when you see very fractional forward passes and things like that. And you yeah. go, look, if it's called by the ref, fine, that's great. But to let it play on and and just yeah, it just it sucks the life out of games. Yeah, I, I just think you, you reward the attacking side, don't you? There's so many so many more benefits than mm-hmm. that. And then you know, without the TMO, yeah, you know, you lost. You know, some of the decisions go against you, but it's it's the same for both sides. Mm. I preferred it when it wasn't there. Well, the thing is, I'm fine with TMO. I think for grounding and stuff like that, generally, you know, obviously that, aside from that um, bizarre incident in Wales, England this year, I think generally grounding's fine. I've no problem with it for that. Check if someone's in touch. They still don't get it right, do they? Yeah, I mean, you've got to get it right. Um, Do you think think we need it? Yeah, I do. I do think we need it, but it just should be for, it should be for groundings. It should be for serious foul play. So if Alan Jones has clumped him, right, and he's uh, he's had a swing at him, He's popped him in the face. All right, fine. You you bring it back for you bring it back for that, um, and you administer cards off the back of it. So serious foul play, grounding, things like that. Marginal, marginal forward passes. Just let just go with the referee's decision. It's, you know, things you like that. Give it all to the ref, though. The ref and the no. I think there's decision. too much. 
I think there is too much, and you know, I think apart yeah, from foul play, then so foul play, take foul play, and grounding for me. That's the that's the yeah. thing that I think um, that would work when it limits or if, the yeah. use of it. Yeah, that's it. And they'll, they'll quicken everything up. But going back three phases, yeah. it's like God, you know, like you well, could go back to anything. It, you could go back to anything at yeah. some point, and if um, you go back and look hard enough into something, you'll find, find anything. you'll find an error, won't you? Yeah. So I don't know. I personally, for me, I think it is. Um, yeah. I think it is in danger of of spoiling the game. Yeah. And that's the the biggest thing to be aware of. All right, fine. You know, you want you want the officials to come to the right decisions. But a bigger concern for me is just making the game as attractive as possible for punters who are going there. And more importantly, for the next generation of of kids who are going to go, you know, hopefully go and, and watch the and watch the club game. So, yeah, for me, I, I think it's definitely a concern. And yeah, and the, and the refereeing again, just like there's some there's been some really ropey decisions across the whole of the weekend and. It's just frustrating, you know. I suppose that's it. That's the counter argument, isn't it? Is that the level of refereeing isn't or doesn't seem to be good enough when they've got video refs around them, you know? So how can you actually take it away? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's not an easy one to answer, is it? It's not Until right. Until the referee improves. Exactly right. We've got two more to go. Number two or number three? Number two. Dragons are worse under Bernard Jackman and WRU control. Fact or fiction? This was sent in to us by uh, by Jamie Phillips, who um, a regular regular listener. And obviously, if you want to if you want to do the same, you can tweet us at Attacking Scrum. Uh, get in touch with us on Facebook, either via our Facebook page or indeed via our Facebook group, which is called Wales Rugby Fans. And um, yeah, you can do the same thing if you've got suggestions for us each week. We're more than happy to to chat through them. But what about what do you make of this one then, Dan? Dragons are worse under Jackman and WRU control. Well, statistically, yeah, you'd have to say fact, wouldn't you? Um, the stats don't lie. I know you you can't stand stats, especially in this instance with the Dragons. Um, You're right, though. There's no denying it, though. But they are, and I I do think yeah they've been desperately unlucky with uh, with injuries. But then if you go back over the you know the ten years with the other. The other coaches that were there, they were also hugely unlucky with mm. with with injuries as well. Um, on the pos- on the on the positive side, there are some good things and really good things being done um, in terms of the outreach and the foundations. That I think if you get them, you know, if, if they if they're ro- if they're solid or as solid as they can be, then yeah. you know you you you're building it nicely, and then you can push on from there. But the um, they've got a lot of work, they've got so much work to do, haven't they? And there's so much pressure on next year. Well, this is it. I think that's the that's the big thing, and this is why when we had this debate, what about four weeks ago, and we said the season can't end soon enough for the Dragons. I really don't think it can because, yeah, again, statistically they've definitely been worse. I think there are some extenuating circumstances where you could say, okay, there's games. He's kind of treated the season as a write-off, and he's found out a number of players that aren't aren't good enough, doesn't think are good enough. That's definitely had an impact, I think, where you've um you've got players who know they're gonna be leaving and, you know, aren't necessarily rated and then because of the injuries you've been forced to to rely on them. And that really is, is pressure that Jackman's put on himself. It's a it's a risky game, isn't it, that yeah. because with the squad being so so threadbare, if you call out players Especially in a in a squad where you haven't got a you haven't got a great deal of depth. Yeah. You called someone out. You're going to be calling them then to put the shirt on. And that's exactly what's happened. And we all know they're not going to be giving they're not going to be giving hundred percent. 
Yeah. Not even going to probably be given 80%. And I know they're professionals, mm. but a lot of it is just, you know, how you can get, you, you know, the, the top, top coaches get the very, very best out of a number of average players, don't they? Collectively, then that yeah. adds up. And there's no, there's n- in that, that, that particular game, anyway, sums up the Dragons at the moment because they shouldn't categorically not have lost that game. I agree. Should never have been a loss. I agree. Both of these, both of these fixtures in Italy should have been wins. Yeah, and how big would that have been? Two wins, you yeah. know, then going, going forward. Well, and away, having not won away from home in three years in the league, yeah. it's, you know, so that's horrendous, that. That is absolutely horrendous. And um, that, they're the kind of things that have got to go. And it would have been great to, to get the monkey off the back, finish the season on a high. Look, they've got the Scarlets on Judgment Day, and that's going to be bloody difficult. But at the same time, it's a derby, and you can at least, you know, you'd at least expect the players to rally for it. But it would have put definitely some positivity on on the end of the season. And then you go in with, a, you know, with new recruits coming in in the summer. You have a full pre-season together and you regroup and go again next year. But as it is, there is just so much pressure. And I think those first five games, Jackman's got to get wins straight away. You know, they're, they're, they're you know, kind of knives out to get him uh, amongst certain um, certain sets of the, the Dragon supporters. And I kind of get that to a certain degree because it has been bad on the pitch. But I don't think there's any point in, in giving him the boot now. You know, if, we, if they've agreed to... And they're not going to either. And if they, if you'd agreed to to say okay we're treating this season as a bit of a write off then you've got to actually live by it and and give him the the start of next season and and see what happens there. Yeah, it'd be good to hear from from Jack Mullen if he if he was able to come out and just say he's he's you know he's probably found it difficult as well coming into you know a totally different setup you know the rebuild just sometimes even if you think something's going to be really really challenging mm. you get in there and you think actually bloody underestimated this and you know we all know there's a huge amount of emotion in the Welsh game as well mm. and that that's he probably he couldn't have possibly factored that in I know you know he's saying the right things but there's there's so much going on that it's a it's a big it's a big challenge for him but yeah he needs to be given he needs to be given some time he, he really does I mean I think he's going you know I think he's going to I, I can't see I can't see that changing um but pressure is on right from the start yeah. of next season if you keep saying It'll be better next season. It'll be better next season when we've got new players in. It has to be. Do Do you think those recruits are, are good enough? <clears throat> they are. They, they'll make. They'll make an impact, but they're not going to make. Um, I mean, it feels like we've been talking about um, you know the dragons needing two or three additional uh, recruits to the yeah. ones they've already made for weeks and weeks and weeks, yeah. if not months. Um, and that's going to be absolutely key. The, the, the guys coming in aren't going to. They're not going to turn. They're not going to turn things around, are they? Um, unless they come in on a, on a play on a on a player basis. Then anyway, unless they come in, they're they're big characters as well, and mm. they're able to turn uh, turn the sort of turn everything into a positive vibe. Because you can't underestimate people like you know like Hibbard, for instance. I think coming Hibbard's in, a massive even, one. Yeah. yeah, even if he isn't playing, and you know, uh, week in week out, which I think he will. Um, He's going to be massive for the rest of the guys, and then you, if you lift, it's just getting those extra bits out of everyone because those those the players that are he'll still want to he'll still want to change certain players, well, yeah. even though they'll be factored in for next year. But then beyond that, he'll be looking he'll be looking two, three, four years in advance. But the the guys that are coming in will raise those guys playing, and it can all start to to roll from there. But 
Um, I just, it seemed like on Saturday that the game, the Dragons thought, they, thought they'd won. Mm. They took their foot off the gas and you didn't see anyone saying, right, we need to change, we need to tighten up, just play, play, you know, pragmatic, probably pretty boring, sensible rugby. And it just went really loose um, and a bit silly and almost as if, I don't know, there was a, you can't say they didn't care, but it was, it was carefree a little mm. bit at times and, and, and the loss came about. No, I think yeah, I think you're pretty much spot on there. And just to bring it back to those to those players coming in, I think you're right. I think the character is as important as the ability. And having someone like Hibbard, I think you know, is a has given so much to every club that he's played for. And you know, even though he's you know towards the latter end of his career, the younger players, not just technically, are going to learn from him. But when you look up and see Richard Hibbard in the in the dressing room with you, that's going to give you a lift itself as well. So look. I, Let's not, yeah, let's not beat around the bush. It's been a dire, dire season, but it has to, it has to change right at the start of next season. Otherwise, um, yeah, it's, there's going to be some really difficult questions asked. Yeah, been right. Great season. Last one then, Dan. Wayne Pivak was wrong to change so many for the game against Edinburgh. Fact or fiction? Fiction. Had to do it. Squad is too, too threadbare. Mm-hmm. Um, I voiced my concerns, didn't I, about the the injuries yeah. last week? He's got no choice, absolutely no choice. If 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 he started the um, if he started the team, he would have wanted to started, and six six injuries had come about, which isn't isn't out of the question mm-hmm. at all. Then everyone would be up in arms, saying, "Why on earth did he risk?" Yeah, yeah. They've got they they you know they they're going through, and. Well, I mean, this is it, though. It's, it does look a little bit wobblier now because it's yeah. because Edinburgh are in the same conference and they're just below them. You know, they put on this, they put on this run um, that it could make it, it could make it a much more difficult, um, a much more difficult scenario yeah. for them. You know, they they'll want that, they'll want that home fixture. But they, yeah, I mean, it just, they go in for the you, with the squad, they, with the squad they've got and the well, the injuries they've got then. They've had. They have to focus on. They have to focus on one, and mm. it's the Champions Cup, isn't it? That's the that's the money tournament. That's the one that everyone wants, and it's the right call in my book. I don't think he could have done anything else. Do you do you disagree with me? Or no, I don't. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I. It's always a, it's always a slightly dangerous move to drop that many. Like we've said, wholesale changes does make it very difficult, and they look like a side who weren't used to playing together. Uh, I don't think it's just having. The quality of those uh, of those first team is missing. I think it's the fact that you have a side who's not used to, yeah. to playing together. So what is the systems in the way in which they're drilled? Yeah, exactly, and the familiarity that they've that they've got amongst them. So, but that said, you know, you're right. This is a this is a monstrous game for uh, for the Scarlets. You know, it is as big as as they you know as those semi-finals from years back and. They're a better side now, I think, than they are than they were in two thousand and seven, and that's the that's the thing that's that's kind of stood there in front of them. A, a crack at, at getting into the into the final in Europe is is so so big, and um, yeah, I think you're right. I think he, he had to do it. Um, I think they should be all right as well. I think they should be all right. They got the dragons on the last last day of the season. That'll be a bonus point win. So I think they'll be I think they'll be fine. Um, and I don't know who knows if they get through. Have the Dragons got a win? No, I don't think so. Really? No, I don't. Yeah, one one game left to play, and you've got and you got the Scarlets. Just don't see it. That's just the, do that's, not see that's, it. That's the one you'd want, though, isn't it? Of course it is. That's the one you'd want to uh, to set up, win that. 
pre-season, yeah. suddenly looks a lot, lot better. It does, but I think there's, there's got to be an element of realism in there, and and I just I just don't see it. You know, I think the Scarlets the Scarlets have proven over the last eighteen months or so what absolute class act they are, and um, they're light years ahead of where the Dragons are at the moment. They really are, and um, yeah, I think you know I think that's going to be too difficult a game for them. Does it show so say the um, uh, the, the Scarlets' performance then? Mm. Obviously, absolutely blown apart by Edinburgh. Yeah. Dragons, um, massive amounts of injuries, put out a side, you know, have been putting out sides week in, week out that, you know, they don't want to be putting out, like the Scarlets have done. Mm. Um, should we be crediting the, the Dragons a little bit with some of the performances they put in or not? Or just to throw that No, in? I just think it shows, it shows the, the lack of depth in the squad. That me, I mean, look, they've had they've had horrendous injuries, but that happens. You know, you can't, you have to legislate for that. That's not going to change, you know. And it's, I don't think it's an excuse in in professional rugby anymore. You know, you've got, especially now with the the WRU in in charge, and they're putting, you know, putting money into the into the region. They have to create a, a stronger squad down there because you have to legislate for injuries. It's going to happen. It's a bloody physical game, and you're going to pick up a lot of injuries throughout the season. You need a squad that's. That's big enough and deep enough to deal with that, and they just don't have that at the moment. And you know, he's come out and said it, and know, and know some of those players aren't good enough to be playing regional rugby. But I, yeah, what I mean, it's so threadbare, isn't it? Like I mean, you see the you see the Scarlets, for instance, you know, yeah. putting out their the second string side, and, and Edinburgh, you know, of of you know one. Yeah, we know that Edinburgh put out their first team, and the Scarlets put out with the injuries that they got, plus not picking many of their recognised. Um, recognised first teamers within that you know they're down to a to a third string side but and Edinburgh a good team and it's a you know it's a way you know so I, look, I wouldn't I wouldn't read too they much know, into that performance I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't read too much into that I think they Vandell would. wouldn't want to watch it back again would he? he took his try well he did take his try well <laughs> he took his try well yeah. but he had a yeah. he had a stinker for he was um, quite a few times and the the, the fend on him was oh, uh, yeah yeah. Was kind of school you Yeah, I don't think he's. Um, I don't think he's worked his way into the team for Saturday. Put it that way. Um, but that's what we're going to be looking forward to next when we come back after a short break. We're going to be previewing a massive weekend for Welsh club rugby. Welcome back to the Attacking Scrum podcast. Right, now we're going to be previewing two massive games for Welsh club rugby. Cardiff Blues against Poe in the Challenge Cup. And of course, Scarlets versus Leinster in the Champions Cup. First of all, Dan, though, how excited are you by uh, by these two games? Massively excited. Yeah, I think it's absolutely brilliant. If we didn't, imagine if we didn't have these games now. Well, that's what, that's what it's been like over the past few seasons, really, isn't it? Yeah, so you don't need to imagine doing that. No. Oh, I mean, last season was a bit better because you had the Scarlets um, got into the playoffs. Yeah. Didn't they? And I suppose we've had that over the years, but it's not, it's not, it's not the, same. the same, is it? Yeah. You can't beat it. You, you've got the cup. Is, yeah. Cup's the cup, isn't it? It's what, it's what you want. Um, yeah, hugely exciting. Um, and with you know with the, with the Cardiff Blues, I just I can't see anything other than a win coming there. Packed house. Mm-hmm. Packed house in Cardiff. Atmosphere will be bouncing, won't it? Um, hopefully be some good weather as well. Um, 
the pitch. You bring the pitch into it. Mm. It's going to favour. It's going to favour the Blues, isn't it? Surely. Yeah, I think it will do the familiarity. I noticed Jiffy, Jiffy mentioned this on um, on Scrum Five, and yeah, I, I think it's more around the bounce of the ball and and kind of knowing the way it behaves rather than. I think you seem well, to suggest players kind of being a bit the French side, not fancying it, kind of hitting hitting the deck in contact and stuff. And I thought, hang on a minute, they're still they're still professional rugby players. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Um, and yeah, I think it's more to do with the way it behaves and yeah, you know, the ball hitting the deck and yeah. and understanding that. Um, and also the fact that you know you can you can play fast yeah. free flowing rugby on it. And that's what the Cardiff Blues do very very well. Matthew Morgan. Do you think you start? No. No, me neither. I'd have him in, I don't have him on the bench. Yeah. And I think, yeah, certainly if that game um, opens up. On he comes. Yeah. It's, it's against Polar, that's that's perfect for him. Mm. Absolutely perfect, perfect game. He's been playing well as well. Yeah, I think he's, really redis- well. he's rediscovered a bit of a bit of confidence. Yeah. And, you know, that we all know his defensive fragility. But on those games yeah. that open up, and I think South Africa's really suited him as well, actually. Yeah, I that think must he, have helped. Yeah. I think, being loose. Yeah, I think it has... Um, they're the kind of games that definitely, that definitely favour him. Yeah. And um, it seems to have helped. Well, confidence and well, confidence is huge, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's everything. And yeah, the, the Blues are in a, Blues are looking good, aren't they? They're they're looking really balanced. Um, and I think Jared's had a, an enormous um, effect on the Blues yeah. because I think it's fair to say that they haven't known who they, who's the best ten. Um, and then that's affected the centres, and then well, that's affected the whole back line. Do you think and it's crystal clear now? I do at the moment. You, there's only one man for that for that ten shirt, and that's um, you know that's that's Jared, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think he's really grown in stature. He's ironed out some of the, you know, I suppose some of the more game management type things. But he gets them. He gets them ticking. He does what Patchell does for um, does for the Scarlets. You know he's he's a proper out and out playmaker at, at ten, and that's massively exciting. Um, his decision making seems really yeah. really good. You Every know the little stab right through, for the stab through is the weight of it. He's got some serious skills, is not he? Um, he has. Again, it was difficult to get to, for him to drop it. He had a split second, wasn't mm. he? He dropped it on, just dropped it onto his foot. Yeah. I think through. What's he, Scully? See the little afters then. Scully? Yeah, I don't know whoever that was. He's um, having a shout, wasn't he? Little, coming in, had little. Ruffle of the head, didn't he, for, yeah. for kind of no yeah. reason. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. He just he makes the right decisions, and and he's a running threat as well. You know, again, he's, he's one of those players. He knows how to run up the defence. Yeah, and he's um, he's weird. He doesn't look like he's he doesn't look like he's particularly quick. You know, if you look at him, but he's just yeah. got an eye for a gap, hasn't he? Yeah, he's very he's very sort of low to the ground, I suppose, yeah. isn't he? He's got and he yeah, he's he's balanced. Um, I just he's every everything he's doing is the right, it seems to be the right call. You know he's kicking when he should be, he's passing when he should be, and that's half. Yeah. That's half. That's half. It is at ten, isn't it? And then he's got, he's being helped by you know options on the inside and outside, which is lovely as a ten, isn't it? Do you think as well? It's testament to him that he seems to have been able to bring out the best in, um, in Halaholo and Nilo. Yeah. And we've said, you know, we've said before that potentially they're two players they who can't, can't play together. together, and he seems to have been able to to bring that out of them. Is that just coincidence, or is that a, is that through design? I think, well, they've, they've been going back and forth, haven't they, with Anscombe. When Anscombe was at 10, it hasn't, it's worked on occasions, but not, not nowhere near enough. Yeah. Shingler, the, the same thing. 
Um, Shingler often had to come on, didn't he, with that when Anscombe when it wasn't quite working, um, just to sort of tighten tighten everything up. And then in the early part with Jared, it, it it hasn't worked at times, but now it certainly is. So I think they're two the two Cardiff Blue centres are difficult difficult centres to play with because they're so difficult to read. Yeah, and that's equally a, a blessing, but it's also a, it also can be a nightmare, can't it, um, for you. You know, for you as a, as a ten, yeah. Um, and he seems to have. They seem to know what he's going to do, and they're just all in tune with each other. And you can see they're smiling. They're they're mm. they're having a great time of things. The other thing that I think is really encouraging is the pack is going so well at the moment, and you know, not just this week. I mean, the Kings are a pretty weak side. Yeah, they, were, um, they were they were really poor. You know, I think terrible. You know, I'd have fancied I'd have fancied you at ten. Absolutely, I think with. Yeah. Um, with them, um, my boots, is, my, my Puma Kings are still in the box. So okay, Jamie, yeah. uh, when he said, "Why, why on earth have you bought a pair of boots?" It's absolutely <laughs> spot on. They're pristine in there, Gather, gathering dust. <laughs> um, one, one thing I wanted to mention cool. to you, right, in that game, they uh, every time they scored, which wasn't very often, but mm. when they scored, they they celebrated it big. Yeah, it meant something to them, didn't it? Yeah, so I think they, so. What, what was? What was that about? They, I don't know. I just think it's because they're not used to scoring used, very many tries. Yeah. Um, because it was quite nice to see, you know, score yeah, later on. And, and they were, you know... They were I think really, it's almost like, you know, you remember when you... Uh, but it's also a bit when sad. You're playing as, yeah, you remember when you're playing as a kid and you come up against the, you know, against a school or a club side that's just that much better, you know, it's a league or two above yeah. you. And you play and you're 40-odd points down. You think, oh, God, this is going to be a cricket score here. And you grab a couple yeah, of tries yeah. and, it you know, it feels like the world to you because... <laughs> Because you know you thought you were in for a, a drubbing, yeah. and you've just taken yourself up a level, and yeah. I think that really that's where they're at. It was always Ponteclean for us. They was were like the, they were like the Galacticos. They had players coming <laughs> in from really North Wales. It felt like yeah. coming in from all over. You know, if you were if you were if you were sort of an outstanding player, hoovered up. No matter where, yeah, over you'd come. But at, at like a young age, so you had this incredible side playing against actual club sides. They were like a full-on region, yeah. Was, but <laughs> against club little club sides. Um, I remember we went on this one cup run, and um, we were playing really good rugby. And they were, you know, they they were walking the walking the tournament. I think we, I think it was the quarterfinal, the semis. We were due up against them, and the uh, the weather was bad, and the tournament got called off. Um, they had to postpone it, but we wanted to play. And uh, I remember us, I remember us sort of because we were in school with some of them as mm. well. I remember us saying that they, you know, didn't fancy it on the day <laughs> because the weather, uh, you know, because they were they didn't fancy playing yeah. against us, but it really was the weather. But um, yeah, it felt it felt like a moral victory. It did, yeah, it did, yeah, yeah. Nice little, uh, yeah, nice little wander down yeah. memory lane. I know it's a way there for you there, Dan. I know, yeah. I can see you getting all there, getting all misty eyed yeah, in your yeah. uh, your former glories of games that were uh, rained off. Yeah. Um, Bring it back to the Blues then. The, the as you're saying, like the pack going well, and yeah, yeah. Who's, think, who's, who's instrumental there for you? That back row looks great to me. Like Navidi's had an absolute storm over the season. Um, you know, he's just so strong. I thought Turnbull had a great shift. He did play on, well, um, didn't he, Turnbull? On the weekend, powered his way over. Yeah, he? he did. He looked like he looked like that wasn't on, and then he just yeah. Just he, I think he, he was helping. Great leg drive, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he really he did play well, wasn't he? Really yeah. sort of. I suppose he, he, looks, he looks like a lock to me now as well. I always thought he was kind of a back rower who could do a shift in the in the row, but he looks really really comfortable there. And um, so I thought he I thought he he went very well. Um, and Ellis Jenkins, I just I just he's Glass. such a such a class act. Yeah. 
you know, he's kind of a great mix between kind of he's strong over the ball like you know, like Warburton is, but then he's got these little touches like Cubby has, you know, and he's a great athlete. Again, in another in another era, he's a hundred Test cap player for me. He yeah. would walk into England's side. He pisses on their back road. Yeah. He, honestly, he does. He's well, so um, many of our sevens. They, they, they oh mate, I think Sam Cross are getting there too. I think mean, you could they go down to me. like yeah, he's, he's really good. I think you could go down to like ten. I think you could go down to ten. If you exclude Underhill, who doesn't seem to fancy picking. So like prior to Underhill getting in the getting in their squad, I think you could pick about ten Welsh back rows who get in the England side um, at seven. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, Jenkins is just an absolute class act. Saturday though, you know, is there a, is there a danger that Cardiff are, are going to take this? You know, everyone's kind of predicting that they're they're going to kind of walk through home advantage, playing well. Is there a danger they could be caught unaware by? Players? No, they won't. They, Danny Wilson, he won't allow it, will he? Um, I don't think they'll be listening. They'll be taking in too much of what you don't think we're listening to this podcast. Well, a few of them, a few yeah. of them will be, won't they? Definitely. <laughs> um, they no, I just can't. I just can't see. I think they'll be they'll be confident. They'll be feeling like they're in a good place. It's home as well. I just I'd be amazed if there was if there was anything but a W there. Um, and I fancy fancy quite a big score as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's let's hope uh, let's hope you're right. But yeah, as much as anything, it's great to see. Um, Will we catch that game? Yeah, we should do. It's yeah. just one o'clock kick off that one. So when we land, uh, we land at what time? We'll be landing about 11, 10 bus 11. Yeah, about that. So we yeah. should have plenty of time to yeah. to catch that somewhere. Quick pork pie and then a quick pork pie and get that get that on the uh, get that on the big screen somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where we'll have to do a bit of research on that. If anyone knows anywhere where they're gonna where they're gonna be showing that game, give us um give us a shout. And let us know. Right there, the big one. Let's preview this. I cannot wait for this, and I'm so excited to be going. Leinster versus Scarlets, and again, I think we're gonna have a, I think we're gonna have a, a good bumper crowd in in Dublin. Um, so just gonna start with that though. This this whole kind of venue thing. Do you think it's it's an unfair advantage? Should it be should it be kind of played at a, a more neutral venue, or is actually just it's the it's the prerogative of the the side who's you know who's, who's gone through his top seeds that, that they get it. You know, everyone knows it's the same rules. Yeah, I do think that doesn't. There's anything too too bad in it, really. It's it is an advantage, definitely. It's not their it's not their ground. But it's an advantage. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a few plus points out there. It's going to be. It's, the atmosphere is going to be amazing, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully it'll be a, be a sellout. Um, Noisy vocal support yeah, on both sides. Yeah. You know, the, I spoke to. Um, I've got a pal over in uh, over in Dublin. He said it's really gearing up now. Yeah. It is, you know, there's a real good atmosphere and vibe building already. Uh, they're all super excited for it. They they fancy it, um, but they obviously fear. They do fear the Scarlets as well. I think where they where they really want to have a go is up front. Mm. Um, and I was this is over a WhatsApp you know WhatsApp mess. And I was tempted to write back saying you know when when the Scarlets are have been targeted up front they tend to have, have actually met, uh, yeah. met it physically and done a job but I just I don't know I, I started writing and then I came yeah. off it so I they they're a, they're a bloody good side aren't they and they are a class you act know, um, smart money you know you're a betting man you, 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 you know 
your smart money's got to go on uh, got to go on them, isn't it? But you yeah. just can't write the scarlets off. It's the biggest. The game. last thing I would be doing is writing the scarlets off. Uh, but yeah, I think I look. I, I think Leinster are definitely favourites. Not just the home advantage; they're a classy team. They're packed with quality from from one to twenty three. You know, they're a really, really, really good outfit. Um, again, they just seem to keep producing amazing titles. Yeah. We said this at the start of the season in our preview, and you look at the likes of. Of kind of Levy and and these players, oh, they're just immense, isn't it? Absolute quality, and um, they just seem to consistently do it, don't they? And um, they'll definitely be favourites for this, but it's it is just this this big occasion, you know. And having won against Leinster in the in the Pro Twelve semi final last year at their actual home ground, you know, you kind of think yeah. I don't think they'll I don't think they'll fear the occasion no. cards at that'll, all. That'll be that's why they'll be. Yeah, they're confident, but they'll equally be um, wary, won't they? Mm. Because because of that win and what a win that was. So I, I can't wait to see that how the tactics will fare up in this because mm. the homework that's going to be going in this week. I think that was kind of part, is, and this that was part of the semi-final win last year. And I don't mean this in a way to kind of undermine the Scarlets' win because they yeah they did it with fourteen men. But I do think that they kind of caught Leinster on the hop a bit. I think they kind of knew what they were going to what they were going to bring. But I don't think they were expecting the Scarlet to play to that intensity. And I think it caught them cold. And that really kind of, that stung Leinster in it. And it won them the game. That won't happen this time around. And yeah, you're right. I think Leinster would have done their yeah. homework. Whether or not you can actually, you know, you can actually pull it off. Because yeah, if the Scarlet do play to their best. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be such a physical battle mm. that my concern is that if the Scarlets get a couple of injuries early on, that could be that could it could it would hurt the Scarlets more, mm. um, and you know they're going to be going into this with everything. Yeah, and I just think you've got to keep you've got to keep as many as the first fifteen on the park for as long as you possibly can do, um, without picking up any knocks and injuries. And if that happens, there is every every chance, isn't there? That's it, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think this game is definitely going to be it's going to be a physical battle, and you do get the feeling that that's where it's going to be it's going to be won and lost. Because if Leicester get a load of front football, they're a really hard side to stop. The crowd will get behind. Them. Crowd will get behind them, but Scarlets are able to slow the ball down. We know how many people in their side are fantastic over the ball, not just winning the turnovers, but slowing it down, just buying you that time to get your defence regrouped. And there's so many players in there who can do that. You know, virtually all of them can. And I think that it's going to be it's going to be those elements. I think refereeing will be how the breakdowns ref will have a, a massive a massive say on it. Um, but then you know you just hope if, if Scarlet you know when Scarlets get the ball, there's there's never any fear, is there? You know, we were saying about the Ospreys earlier that they had very little ball and then they kicked it away, which you know was was, the, was obviously the game plan. Scarlets just whenever they get that opportunity, they will run it and they will go, and that's that's what makes them so exciting to watch. And I don't think it doesn't matter whether it's a a league game at home to Benetton or it's a a Heineken Cup semi final. There's no fear in in any of those players. They back their ability and they will go for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to hope that there's some there's, there's some few bits of magic, isn't there, to unlock the unlock the defenses. But the defenses are going to be tight. Mm. Um, I just really hope it's a really it's a really strong you know really strong game which I just can't see it being anything you know anything other than that really um, yeah hugely exciting now 
Yeah, it really, really is. Who then do you think in, you know, we talk kind of about moment of magic, something that unlocks the defence, who do you think is going to be the man for the for the Scarlets to do that? Um, I actually think that in in this particular game it's gonna come down to the come down to the forwards. So, you know, people, you know, Steph Ev, you know, we might we probably will see some brilliance at some point, but I just think it's gonna be really tight and it could come down to a forward producing something that yeah, you don't a cubby turnover or a Yeah, you could see you could see that, couldn't you? A bit of tight burn, uh, tight burn sidestep or something. Tight burn. Well, yeah, the boys that are, the boys that are um are leaving as well, mm. they're not gonna want to be losing this game, are they? He'll be the most fired up out of the morning, I think, Burn. Um, I don't know, a cheeky offload from him, just completely out the back door, something from the forwards that just completely takes him by surprise. Um and the backs are just applauding the forwards. Um that's bit of a, bit of a role reversal here, isn't it? You yeah, know, you um, you big up the uh, bigging up the forwards and ex- expecting that. Um, yeah, I think uh, you know that's a really good point. Though I think you might be right that it's just you're gonna you're gonna need every single one of those players to to give you um to give you every chance. And and you're right, those the players who are leaving, yeah, not just Burn, but I think Barkley as well as you know. Yeah, imagine the team such talk. a leader. Um, imagine the team talk. Again, you go into you go into battle for these kind of players, wouldn't you? We were talking earlier yeah. about the dragons and and how it's you know you you're going to require players like Hibbard coming in to to help add some some weight to that dressing room and and add some of that character. Well, that Scarlet team is full of them, and that Ken Owens, Barkley, these kind of players. You know, you look again, you look around them in the dressing room. Not only do you want to go out and play for them, but you, you know you'd feel so confident having them next to you, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh God. I mean, yeah. You. And then you go on, you know, you know Scott as well leaving. Mm. You know, it's it's you know Ali. I mean, he's been there. You know, he's been there a long time as yeah. well, hasn't he? Really. So there's it's gonna they're gonna be very emotional. They have to make sure that doesn't get in, you know doesn't affect them. Which, yeah. which you know sometimes it can do, can't it? You know, massive crowd, massive you know big stadium there. You know they're just gonna have to keep the emotion in check. You know Ken will be uh, he'll want to be singing only from the off, but yeah. Um, yeah, just that's my main point for them is just keep as many of the first team on the park for as long as possible. Prediction time. Let's uh, let's get your predictions oh, on uh, on on both games, right? So you, you're predicting the Cardiff Blues win. What? Uh, yeah, I say Cardiff by line? twenty points. All right. Okay. Um, oh, this one is this one is difficult, isn't it? I, I don't want to. I don't want to say a Len, a Leinster win, but um, Scars by five. There we go. Bang. Um, you knew it was coming, didn't you? Yeah, I did, and I, I would love to say the same. Um, I want to see that so you know so much. It'd be fantastic for for Welsh rugby to have a, a side in the final, and uh, and there's some outfit. I just think it, it's going to be. I think I think we're in for an epic here. I think we're in for an epic game, like the you know kind of like when Cardiff Blues played Leicester yeah. and it went to a penalty shootout yeah. and all that kind of. You know those real epic games that that come right down to the wire. I think it could be one of those, and I just think it might be Leinster by two. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's my what the head uh, says. my head is. Um, I'm thinking it's 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 Leinster's uh, Leinster's game, but we're going. Um, I desperately want the Scarlet story. Well, let's hope so. Yeah, cannot wait for that. So we'll bring you a bring you a special podcast next week, which uh, will have all of the highlights from. Uh, from our trip out to Dublin, and if you are going as well, let us know. And, uh, you better make sure you bring, give us the, a share. Uh, bring the mic this time. Yes, I've had a. I've had a. Would you want to give it to me now? Actually, no, I don't want to give it to you, Dan. As much as I've had the odd uh, the odd mishap with that in the past, I uh, I still trust myself more than you for that one. <laughs> 
Right. Any other business uh, just to to finish? Um, a couple of a couple of quick points. Uh, again, seem to be a bit of news this week link, linking Jim Mallander back to the Ospreys. Yeah. Uh, not sorry, not back to the Ospreys, but that kind of rumour <laughs> resurfacing. Um, just when we thought Alan Clark was going to get it. Which way do you see that going? I think Alan Clark. Will, he should have it, shouldn't he? He's doing doing well. Yeah, it's a bit, unfair, a bit bit unfair on him if he doesn't. Uh, yeah, I think he's doing well. I don't know. I I, I think Mallander's class. Oh, yeah. So to be fair, I think if yeah, if you've is. got the opportunity, I personally I'd be going for him. But you'd have him over. Mm. I yeah, would. You, yeah, in terms, when you're looking at out and out coaching um, yeah. CVs, you'd have you'd have Madden, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I think so. Um, mm. But he's I've been impressed by what he's done. Yeah. So I I personally I'll stick with uh, with, 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 with 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 Clark yeah, the hooker. All right, and uh, yeah, a couple of. Uh, a couple of sad bits of news as well on uh, on the retirement front. So again, a couple of uh, seems like I've had a lot yeah, of this more. lately. And uh, is yes. it more? Is it just are we more aware of it? No, it's, no. I think it is more. more. I think there's yeah. more um, injuries at a, at a younger stage in people's careers. So this time round, if you haven't heard the news, uh, we're focusing on Emma Phillips and Tom Grabham, who've both uh, been forced to retire uh, out of injury. And yeah, I think you're right. It, it, it is happening on a more frequent basis and. You know, just I think it just comes down to how much more physical the game is and the size of the players, and I think it's kind of an inevitable side effect, really. Uh, and it's a real, real shame. And uh, yeah, best of luck to best of luck to both of them in in whatever they end up uh, whatever they end up doing now. But yeah, it's a, it's definitely a sad one. Anything you can do to change it? A few people <sighs> calling for. Uh, you know, I saw saw a few bits on 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 social about. You know, size, not only size, but also mm. gym. So if you're continually working muscles yeah, and every single muscle in your leg, your, your arms or whatever, you're going to, there's more, there's more chance of one of those muscles rupturing or something going, which yeah. has an effect on something else. And, and on it goes. Well, and you you know, your, your ligaments don't, your lig- yeah. they don't get any bigger, do they? You don't get any stronger. It's, they're the, they're the parts that, that are what they are. That are what they are. Exactly. Um, so ban, ban the gym. Yeah, well, that's it, though, isn't it? What can you do? You know, you can't bat in the gym. You, I think it's only natural that um, that there are more injuries. I don't know if there's anything you could do to rule changes that that mean there is just that little bit less kind of physicality. And I don't think you can. I think we're in. Da- I, I don't think you can, though, can you? I think we're in danger of of, of losing the game a little bit if you take I, it any more. Do you know what? In a way, though, I kind of look back at the days where you had a bit of shoeing at, at the ruck, and there was less less injuries then almost because you've got more space there's less emphasis on the collision part of the game and you've got more um yeah you've got more space around the park so you actually you know you kind of don't yeah you don't need those monstrous great hits so i don't know i very much thinking out loud and you've definitely not caught me on my best day for it but i do wonder <laughs> about these these kind I, of i things. think we should have a pod on it though just about what you could potentially do i mean i saw something which is completely um it's very left field then said about could you have weight you know um, which you can't no, obviously you can't. have but it was just an interesting thing to you know with with, with, with the adult game imagine watching a a 12 stone a 12 stone game which is absolutely bonkers but I'll tell you what it would be uh, yeah I'm not quite into be, 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 I don't know I don't be know who, I don't know who suggested that or what they were drinking but it might well have been something that I was drinking yesterday um, yeah, I think you, it, was, it was your conversation, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it's <laughs> no, definitely but someone who's had a, uh, who's had a, we have a lost, point or two. We have lost a lot of 
well that we don't even know about, but loads of skillful players. Yeah, who, they're on the small side and and are probably packed in the game because they've been knocked about. And I do feel that it's um, it was once a game for all sizes, and it just isn't now. I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, there isn't are it? people. There are well, yeah, but there are smaller players that will break through. Yeah, but they're. I mean, what they've had to go through to get there. Mm. A lot of there's. There's hundreds of them that have just gone. Do you know what? Sod this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do something else. No, and I get. I get that. Well, I think you know. As defenses get better, then there's more emphasis on skillful players who are able to unlock them. I do. I think they just they go in cycles. But I do. Yeah, I do worry about it a little bit. Um, I do worry about it a little bit. Um, and yeah, it's never good to see a, a, a load of players retire. So no. best best of luck to them. Yeah. All right. Make sure, uh, make sure you listen to us next week. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, if you do that, we'll make sure we, uh, we give you a shout out. Uh, have a little listen back to some of our specials as well with, uh, with Phil Steele and, and David Bishop. And uh, we had an interview with Adam Jones on last week's pod as well. So make sure you, uh, you get stuck into those. And uh, yeah, get in touch with us on Twitter at Attacking Scrum, on Facebook via our Facebook page or Facebook group, which is called Wales Rugby Fans. And uh, a big thanks, as always, to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. And head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk if you want to get your hands on some coffee. We'll be back with you next week. Thanks. Sports Social Podcast Network.